blessings that you pour out upon us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you bless these tithes and offerings that we give, Lord. I pray you bless them in a mighty way, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all you provide for us. Bless this money that we give, Lord, in a mighty way. Meet all the needs, Lord, that we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Sunday school classes, just uh, one quick announcement this morning. Um, of course, today is our new schedule, and um, uh, we will be changing the sign on the door, but uh, we will be starting uh, prayer at uh, 10.30. Sunday school starts at 11 o'clock, and then we'll go till uh, um, 12, and then we'll have a half-hour break from 12 to 12.30. Anybody who wants to stay for refreshments? They're welcome to stay, and we start up with, with prayer again at 12:30, and 
and service will start at one o'clock. So that's our new schedule for Sunday for those of you that were not here Wednesday for that announcement. And uh, the other announcement is we will be having a uh, taco sale this Friday, which is the seventh. And uh, so anybody that wants to help and, and, and contribute as far as the taco sale is concerned, um, we ask that you would do what you can. So. With that being said, all the Sunday, all the other classes can be dismissed and go to your respective classrooms. And the adults can stay in here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's good to see everybody here. Good to see all our visitors. In the house of God. And of course we have been uh, in a series of Bible studies. We started out a few weeks ago and uh, we, were, we are still currently in that study and, and we are talking about uh, obviously uh, understanding the Word of God, understanding uh, doctrine. We we went back a little bit in in church history, and uh, knowing what it is to be able to interpret the scriptures. If you would turn with me, if you have a Bibles, if you would turn with me in the second book of Timothy, chapter two. This is probably a familiar passage of scripture to. All of you that love to read the Word of God. And uh, this is, uh, like I said, following in line with what we have been teaching as far as the New Testament uh, doctrine is concerned. And, and uh, like as I said before, we kind of went back into history and what we believe, what the Scriptures teach, and what we believe. There's, there's a big difference to what people profess and believe as far as Christianity is concerned and even uh, about salvation. I mean, there's, there's only, as we established, there's only one salvation that the scripture refers to as the common salvation. So in other words, if we want to be very technical about it, because if you search the scripture uh, in the New Testament, you will find that there is no other way to be saved other than, other than what Jesus instructed his apostles to teach Amen. and what they went out and what they taught. Amen. And there's no other way to be saved. Amen. No other way. Amen. And, um, so we are establishing that in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse number 15. And it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed Rightly dividing the word of truth. Very interesting admonition here by the Apostle Paul to Timothy, who was a young pastor at this time in the church in Ephesus. If you're not acquainted with the New Testament ministry, and and you go back and and, and you you read there. Uh, I want to go to the preceding verse that we just read, verse number fourteen. He says, of these things put them in remembrance. 
charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Uh, an admonition. Of course, then he goes into what he said there. And study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that leadeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. <clears throat> but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. So we can see really what Paul is saying here to Timothy and admonition that he's given him. In other words, as he said in the other in another passage here, he said, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. So we are to take heed. Now, when we talk about, when we use that word doctrine, and, and what we're talking about is the, the apostles' doctrine, uh, the doctrine of the early church. Uh, contrary to what everybody, everybody believes in the Christian world, uh, the doctrine has not changed. Amen. It's still the same. Amen. What the apostles taught and what the Lord instructed the apostles to teach, and of course they turned around and they evangelized the world, they evangelized Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, and then, as the Bible says, the other most parts of the world. Uh, what they taught was the doctrine of salvation, of course, according to what the scriptures, what he instructed them in the Great Commission. If you're not familiar with that, go back and read Matthew 28, 19, and following that, uh, Luke chapter 16, uh, uh, I mean, Mark chapter 16, Luke 24, and John uh, 19. You're going to find the instructions that were given to him as far as the commission, uh, as far as the doctrine of salvation. We've covered that. Uh, I don't think I would want to go back to right now because that would steal a lot of my time. But uh, just uh, study those uh, instructions given to them and you're going to find out what the message was that they were to go out and to teach. So we see that. So we refer to that as the, uh, the doctrine, the apostles' doctrine. The apostles' doctrine. Now, we, when we talk about the apostles' doctrine, <clears throat> and, and a lot of people, when it comes to really understanding the meaning of what that word is it simply means is this teaching it's what they have been taught and so so we see here uh, obviously the controversy is this now, now remember the final authority on on what is uh, given to us by the word is the word of God right that's the final authority and so, so we base our, our, our belief on that. But here's the thing. Here's a challenge to everybody that wants to know God. Everybody that uh, wants to study about God. Everybody that wants to learn the scripture. It's kind of funny right now, uh, and uh, I've been in this for almost 40 years. And the approach to the Bible is this, is that a lot of people always tend to make the comment that it's, it's a difficult book to read and to understand. So we're, in other words, we're challenged. 
we're challenged with the contents that are in the book. So because we're challenged and because we do not understand the scripture, it kind of, uh, in, in a sense, it, it, it kind of impedes us to really want to study it. And so it seems like we're, we're already, in that sense, we're, we're, we're challenged right there. But, but the principle of understanding the word of God. Is all of us the only way we could ever understanding understand uh, what is given to us as far as knowledge and being able to understand that knowledge, being able to be taught, whether you realize it or not, you are you you come into uh, contact with knowledge every day of your life, and whatever that knowledge is, whatever you encounter, if 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 it somehow grasps your attention and you 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 begin to really look at it or there's something about it that just draws you in you're going to find out that once you allow whatever that doctrine or whatever that teaching instruction knowledge that you allow into your mind what happens it doesn't just stop here it should never stop right here we refer to that as intellectual knowledge how many of you are familiar with that statement you go to you go to school all you high school students you go to college and you're always you're always uh, introduced to what they refer to as intellectual knowledge or uh, cycle in education. In other words, they, they, the reason why they term it is that is because it has to have an entrance. In order for it to enter our being, we have to allow into our, not just hear it, but into our mind, into our thinking. And that's where, when, once we come to that place where we accept it, whatever it is, then it, it becomes a part of us. You ingest it. And so it becomes a part of you, and pretty soon what happens? You're actually living what you have been taught, or what you have come into contact with. So that's why it's important for us to understand it. So the, the reason, what he says, to study to show thyself approved unto God. It, it takes a little effort. Now, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, so to speak. But if you really want to know God, if you really want to be drawn to Him, it's not going to happen because you feel like it's just going to happen. Are you listening to me? It's going to happen because you're going to put some effort into it. It's going to happen because you're actually going to exercise yourself and I don't know if any of you have that have been to college. Remember years ago when I started out back in the 70s into college, they didn't ask me what my major was. They asked me what my discipline was. <laughs> Big difference. Why did they use the word discipline? Because you have to actually discipline yourself to understand and gain knowledge. You can't just do it on a, with, with an easy approach and expect to know everything Guess what? You're going to have to discipline yourself to read, study, and maybe even write sometimes. Yeah. Right. Now you have to discipline. So knowledge isn't going to come to you just because you're going to say, hey, you know. If you pay enough attention to it, you're going to actually begin to assert yourself. So that's why, you know, we think about this, okay? Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me, let me tell you something. Uh, 
as I stated before, I've been in this almost 40 years now, reading the Bible. Let me tell you something. If you really want to know God, if you really want to understand the Scripture, it is very possible. Yes. But that is up to you. That's up to you of, of how you invest your time and your effort into really wanting to get to know, amen, the Word of God. So if you, if you want to know the Word of God with this Bible right here, you're going to know Him because these are His thoughts. Yes. Okay? So it's not impossible... If you're hungry, you're going to eat. If you're thirsty, you're going to drink. That's right. Hallelujah. So you're going to do what you can to apply yourself. Uh, so he says, uh, he says that. That needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Listen to what the Amplified Bible says. I took just a portion of this out because the Amplified says it so beautifully. It says, correctly dividing. Correctly dividing Rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Amen. In other words, if, if we're going to become accomplished at something, uh, if you want to get good at doing something, you're going to get good at it because you're always practicing it. You're always handling it. You're always applying yourself. So if you're going to get good at studying the word of God, it's going to be because... Amen. You're going to be always handling the Word of God. You're always going to be opening up His pages. You're always going to be searching and seeking. And so because of that habit that you develop, you're going to be able to, amen, come into a, a really a fuller understanding. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Here's one thing. During the time of writing this book, obviously uh, historians kind of date it, date it sometimes after 60 A.D., anywhere from 60 to 66 A.D., or some even go as far as saying 67 A.D. So when I talk about 67 A.D., that's, you know, the first century that the Apostle Paul wrote this. Why was this? Because this is kind of connected, if you read the book of Acts, it's connected to his missionary journeys as he went out to Asia Minor. And so during that period of time, some, some term, sometimes in that, in that period of time, the Apostle Paul wrote this book to Timothy. That's how old this writing is. <laughs> it's been around for a long time, hasn't it? But here's the thing. <clears throat> Paul and all the other apostles and the disciples of the Lord Jesus did not read from the New Testament. Yeah. Right, right, right. Amen. Yeah. That's right. right. <clears throat> the, the book of Matthew all the way to the book of Revelation is the New Testament. Yes. 27 books. The New Testament wasn't written until sometimes after the mid, mid part of the first century as they began to record all of what was going on with the apostles and their evangelism of the world. So some of the apostles took it upon themselves to record everything, to keep track of everything that was done. But it was never really compiled and never really put into a manuscript until sometimes after that. So obviously, the scriptures that they taught from 
was the Old Testament. So, you know, if you have a Bible, and, and just to kind of give you an example, if you, if you have a Bible, from the book of Genesis to Malachi, that should be, you know, all depends on your Bible. That's, that's the Bible they had. The Bible they had was referred to as the Torah, the five books of the law, plus the, the writing of Ezekiel, Daniel, and, and the minor prophets after after the Torah was written. So that came into their hands. Sometimes, uh, as historians say, before, <clears throat> before uh, around 3 or 4 B.C. So obviously, the you know, New Testament has some history. But here's the thing. Everything that they taught, they taught out of the Old Testament. <laughs> uh, now, some of us struggle with that. Some of us struggle reading the Old Testament, and how do you do, how do you interpret New Testament salvation and doctrine out of the Old Testament while the apostles did it? Right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, so that's something that you know we we think about, and why is this important for us to understand? Uh, because in order for us to understand, uh, listen to this. You go, you go, you go back into the book of uh, Isaiah twenty-eight. Go there with me just for a few moments here. I, I need to adjust to the time that we have. Usually, we're in here a little longer, so I've got to adjust my time here. So just bear with me. I'm trying to adjust to this new schedule myself. <clears throat> I will try to. Now look what it says here in Isaiah 28. Right around verse number 9. Remember we just read rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So he says in verse number 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? So he asked this question, whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine, teaching? Whom is he going to teach knowledge? Whom is he going to make to understand doctrine, the teaching? He said, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Amen. <laughs> so you think about that. Let me let me address this. Might take up the rest of my time just to address this, but just so you can understand. Because to understand the scripture, you know, we, we, we have to realize really the principle of how God has Amen made it able for you and I to be able to come to that place of spiritual understanding, spiritual knowledge. Where, as far as our, who we are, we're mortal beings. And our mortality, I could honestly say, it has some downsides to it. Because our mortality, our mortal being, our flesh, in other words, can stand in our 
way. If you don't believe that, ask yourself the question, how hard is it for you to read the Bible? We all, when it comes to that, we get out, you know, what did Jesus say? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We, we get good thoughts, we get good intents. Oh, I'm going to study my Bible today, and all of a sudden, guess what happens? Boom! You pick it up, and there it is. You look at a few passages of Scripture, you say, oh man. Close it, you put it down. In order for us to be able to go on and to gain, and that's the reason why he asked that question, Who, whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. In order for us to understand, guess what? Your, your understanding, your interpretation, your spiritual understanding, the knowledge that God wants to give you is not based upon how you think or how opinionated you are as far as approaching the Word of God. Right. Amen. Huh? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We can't look at it. We can't have an opinion about the Word of God. We can't just try to immediately question because that's what the Apostle Paul said, didn't he? That we're not to question. Right. When he was talking to Timothy, we're to avoid foolish questions. But our human nature always tends to want to always somehow discredit the yes. Word of God yeah. yes. by our opinion. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a good book, by the way. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say something to all of you here. Never judge the Bible because it's God's Word. Uh, I, you know, and I'm not saying this to be rude or hurt your feelings or anything, but never say anything against the Word of God because you do not know right. unless you have, writ, have read it from cover to cover. That's right. Because a lot of times we say things about the Bible that are really not true. Yes, that's a fact. Yes. Never judge a book by its cover. So in order for us to understand, it's, it's going to be because we're going to apply ourselves. We're going to, amen, dig into the word and apply ourselves. So that's why he's saying that question. So he says, whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. So here's what we need to do in order for us to come to that place. It's going to take, uh, in a sense, it's going to be both two things that we have to do. First of all, right now, we all have to make up our minds that we're going to obey the Word. Amen. Amen. We have to obey it. And, and then, if we're going to obey it, we're going to do what we can to understand it. To read, to seek, okay? So here's an interesting thing. He says, he says, after he, he says, he makes a statement uh, uh, in verse number nine about whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. He said, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. In other words, guess what? The application of it is this. 
God is going to introduce himself to us little by little. Because huh? guess what? Our finite, our finite minds cannot ingest the word of God all at once. You know what would happen? Your minds will be literally blown. It cannot contain all that knowledge. So what do you have to do? You have to be introduced to it. You have to be introduced to it, like he said, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. In other words, God's going to give it to you. He's going to impart it to you. Just Yes. Yes. Amen. That's right. That's right. Don't get, don't get worried about reading the Bible. That's right. <laughs> So, so guess, guess what a precept is? Does anybody know what a precept is? An idea. It's a, a, a small it's, portion of it. It's, what, it's a fact. It's, it's, it's doctrine. It's truth. <laughs> anybody, anybody else? Anybody else have an idea? Precept is a commandment. Interesting. The Hebrew says this. It's a commandment. It's an injunction. <laughs> an injunction. It's set in order. Now this is interesting. It's set in order. It's a, it's a commandment. It's an injunction. It's set in order. Here's the other part of it that's really interesting. Listen to this. Now, this is the Hebrew. I'm reading to you out of the Hebrew. It means this. It's sent by a messenger. Wow. So, in other words, you can't, you can't even hear the word of God unless God sends it to you by a messenger. For all of those that believe that you don't need a preacher to be saved. Mm. Okay, so it says line upon line, line upon line. You know what that word line means in the Hebrew? <coughs> he said precept upon precept, line upon line. We know what precept means. It's a commandment. It's an injunction. It sets an order. It's sent by a messenger. Line upon line means this. It's a cord that connects. So in other words, by reading precept upon precept, line upon line, guess what? By reading it, it's going to make the connection for us. We're, we're going to come to an understanding. That's why it's going to take, you know what the Bible says? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Is that what he said? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Huh? He didn't say just some scripture. He said all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Alright? So you think about that. You think about that. And for reproof and for correction 
for instruction in righteousness. Now listen to this. That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So we, we see that. So now here, here, here now I'm going to uh, give you, impart to you, some understanding. Because here we are, we, you know, we try to approach it. And, and when we do, uh, go with me just briefly to the book of Luke chapter 24. <coughs> and look at this conversation that's taking place between Jesus and some of his disciples. And you see here in verse number 44, if you're there, if you just go there, uh, look at this conversation that's going on. This was after his crucifixion. And, uh, and he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, there he goes, he's referring to the Old Testament. And in the Psalms concerning me. So everything that was teached was that Jesus was talking about his crucifixion. Everything that taught he was teaching about him coming into the world, it was all written in the law of Moses and in the Psalms. Then he said, Then open he their understanding. Look what it says. Then open he their understanding. That they might understand the scriptures. So in other words, he enlightened them. He opened up their understanding so that they could understand the scriptures. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. So in other words, here they were, after his crucifixion, walking down the road, and all of a sudden here comes Jesus, and here's your conversation, and he's wondering what's going on. He says, what is it? So they explained to him, you haven't heard about what happened to Jesus of Nazareth? And they said, you know, he was just playing into their conversation. And so he... He comes by their side and he says, Hey, don't you know that this was written in the Scripture? I'm paraphrasing. It was written in the Scripture. All this about my death and my, my, my crucifixion, my death, my burial, or my resurrection was all written in the Scripture. Then opened he up their understanding. So they were able to understand what the Scripture was teaching about what happened to him. Amen. So you think about that. Now, let's go back to the book of Isaiah again. Because uh, just to see what the Word of God is going to reveal to us. And he, and he gets done. Uh, look what he says. When he asks that question, Whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, there little and here, here little and there little. 
So he so he's saying that. He's saying that we get a glimpse. The word of God, he's going to bring it to us little by little. Now let me tell you something. That's what the Lord wants to do with people that come into Amen the, his presence and especially coming to his word. He's going to allow Amen you to be able to receive understanding. How's that going to take place? He's going to introduce it to you little by little. That knowledge is going to come little by little. So you can basically grasp what Jesus is trying to tell you or to teach you. You can grasp it. And then once you come to that portion of the scripture, how many of you have ever, uh, of course in high school it's almost like they're, they're, they introduce certain subjects as you get into high school and then you get into college. Uh, you, you've ever, how many of you have ever heard this when they say English 101? Yeah. <laughs> English 101, sight 101. What does that mean? You're starting at you're starting at the very beginning. So as you advance, guess what? The levels go up. Then it's 201, and then it's 301, and then it's 401. You could even go as high as 801 if you want to. You get a master's and a doctorate. But they start you out. At a level that you can understand. Are you still with me? Yeah. Okay, just make sure. If you're having difficulty, just raise your hand and I'll do my best. So they start you out at level one and one. So here you are, you're starting out. And, and, and so what the Lord does, remember he says, here a little and there a little. He's going to introduce it. He's just going to give you what you need. Amen. What you need to hear. And not what you think you need to hear. Because if you think you need to hear something, and if you don't understand it, obviously there's a problem there. Something's not. So here we are. Salvation 101. <laughs> so he's talking about that. Line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So look what he says in verse number 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith he may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, Line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, but they, that they might go and fall backwards and be broken and snared and taken. In other words, guess what? God will bring you to that place of knowing the truth. He'll introduce it to you. He'll give you an a how would I say an idea. What do I need to do? Praise God. Man, time's running out of it. So when we come to that place of, of knowing what that is, coming into that place of understanding, 
part of it is yes we we look at the scripture but in order for us to fully comprehend and understand what it's telling us or what we're reading guess what we need to realize this the other part of that our instruction is this experience experiencing the new birth because that's what he's talking about the new birth the new birth Hallelujah. so here we are here we are and so so we see that we if we put it into perspective and we, and we read what the what the Bible says and of course we went to that scripture uh, here's some here's some principles I'm gonna have to hurry Here's some principles. Let's go with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 2, and, and, and look at some principles here. If we're going to grow, if we're going to develop, it says this, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. As newborn babes Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. I like the amplified version. Like newborn babies, you should crave. We have some little ones in here. We take care of my little granddaughter, 20 months old. Guess what? She tells me, or she lets us know when she's hungry. She'll, she'll make noises. She'll eventually, you know, if we don't pay close enough attention, or if we don't act on it right away, guess what happens? She starts to throw fits, and then she'll sometimes even cry because she's letting us know what she's got to need. Right. And a lot of times when she's hungry, she's like that. She'll, want, she'll let us know when she's hungry. She wants that. She needs that milk. Why? Because she needs that milk so that she can receive and every baby is like this, so that they can receive nurturing that comes by being fed milk. I've never heard a baby I've never heard a baby not cry when they're hungry. Have you ever heard a baby not cry when they're hungry? But they have that desire for that sincere now that milk, they, they, if they're hungry, they're going to let you know so they can, amen, they can be fed milk. So they're used to that diet, but as they go on and they get to that point where they get past that stage of, you know, they're growing from in, in, in stature in their body, guess what? They, they don't want milk no more. They want solid food. So there's that transition. But you know, if we're newborn babes, he said to desire, to crave, that thirst for thirst for and earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that that by it ye may be nurtured and grow unto complete salvation. Hallelujah. Now, I've been I've been in this for almost forty years, as I told you before. In all the years that I've been in this, I've never seen anybody mature overnight. Yeah. 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 
I have never seen anybody from coming from infant stage grow up to be a adolescent or even from infant stage to an adulthood. Doesn't happen. There needs to be development. The body has to grow naturally. <laughs> Spiritually too. You ever wonder, wonder why it is? And the reason, the reason why, and, and, and if, if we understand the principle of what it takes to, to grow, to understand the Word of God, because when we do not know, when we do not understand, when we cannot interpret the Scripture, it's because we have never fully grown. We have never fully developed. So that's why... It seems like it's all strange to us. Mm, I don't know about that. I can't comprehend that. Hallelujah. Man, with so many young people in here, I wish I could have a class on what it is to learn experientially. Yeah. Amen. That's a big deal. Even some adults. Yeah. You might be physically Amen. mature, but your mind is not. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's why your, your behavior and your conduct is the way it is. Your mind hasn't fully developed. Even your spirit. That's why you behave. Woo. The same concept in, as far as the Word of God is concerned. The same concept as far as learning. And you know, that is determined by your approach to God's Word. That is de determined by how much you really want to learn. How much you really want to know God. Understand Him. Get close to Him. That is determined by you and you alone. And when you do not apply yourself, when you do not make the effort, Guess what? You're not going to attain the knowledge and the understanding. That's why a lot of people just don't understand righteousness. That's why they don't understand truth. Amen. I'll try it. One more piece of scripture. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 11. And uh, I'm going to have to get used to this new schedule here. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 5 and uh, verse number uh, let's start with verse number yeah 11 it says of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered seeing that seeing ye are dull of hearing for when, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the word of oracles of God, and have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth 
milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word. You know what that means? He has no experience. So when we have no experience, guess what? We're going to be unskillful. We won't be able to. Hallelujah. The word should have and direct you in the way you live and the way you think and the way you talk. Amen. We'll stop there for today. Thank you, Jesus. Like I said, we're going to have a break for a half hour. We're going to come in back in at 1230 for prayer. Uh, service uh, and then service will start. Thank you very much for coming. I invite you to stay with us and have refreshments and come back this afternoon.